listening to Book Notes. Hello and welcome to episode number 38. And if you're dyslexic like me, that's eight, then a three, and then you're fine, of the Book Nuts podcast. I got that one take. I'm kind of proud of myself for once. This is the podcast where we talk about, yep, books. Uh, we do listen to audiobooks instead of books. If you want to read the books and come along, hey, that's great too. If you want to know why we prefer audiobooks, go back to episode one. We're not going to rehash that. But my partner in crime here, and when I mean crime... Uh, I'm talking, you know, Soprano-style crime, not this little piddly stuff. So uh, it is the one, the only, and the one he has to talk nice to his wife because she could hit him upside the head because he can't see it, Mr. Jonathan. And they do. Dun, dun, Hello, everyone. I'm here. Exactly. And if you don't know what I mean about he can't see or hit it, go back to episode one. And... I do want to first ask, how are you doing, Mr. Nadu? Everything is going well. Uh, I think I think I mentioned in the last episode about doing my Indiegogo campaign, so that's actually going really well. I'm at 275% funded, which is awesome, um, but I really need, like, to, realistically, 1,000% of what my original goal. Um, I set the goal at $500 just to, like, hit it quick. And then really uh, crank up the algorithm on Indiegogo to rank higher on Indiegogo, which that's working out pretty well. So thank you to all that have pledged. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. And uh, everything's going well with that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I got good news too here. As you guys know, I live in the country. And the big uh, thing that really always torqued me off was AT&T and Comcast were given $2 billion, That's with a B dollars back uh, about 10 years ago to say hey you need to get high-speed internet to the country here's some money start developing it and start putting it out so what did both companies do they each took a half a billion redid their infrastructure for the big cities and says oh we couldn't figure anything out uh they found that's, out that's lovely <laughs> exactly they found out later when a big came out and they kind of says oh because the government said well i guess we didn't give you no directive so basically the government gave each company's $500 million to update their infrastructure. <laughs> so all of us in the country are like, yeah, thank you. Because everybody knows power over, I mean, Ethernet over power is just sitting there. Mm -hmm. Just has to be developed. It's there where literally you don't have to have anything. And I think they didn't want to do it because it wants to get that technology done. Well, Comcast and AT&T would lose control of the local cable and fiber networks for a lot of the areas. So, that, that's my theory, that's, and I'm sticking to it. That's all I'm going to say. But I have been, I shouldn't complain too much because I used to have direct line of sight DSL, and there were some issues during big storms and ice storms and stuff like that. But I was getting between 6 and 12 megs a second, which isn't bad for the country, you know, living in the country. It's a lot better than dial up. But oh, yeah. They upgraded one of the towers I, I can see, and it's, they actually bought some spectrum off of Sprint. And it's, uh, so it doesn't have to be direct line of sight. It just has to be kind of pointed in the area, but it's LTE, which I'm actually excited because now I'm getting 50 megs down, five up. Welcome to the 21st century. I'm 20th century, really, but uh, <laughs> I am going to take it. And the cool thing is, is a couple of my neighbors could not get it anything before because they lived kind of down a little bit and they couldn't see 
you know, the water tower. Now they're hooked up to it and they're golden. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So a cool thing is is now, as you guys always know, I'm a hockey nut. Um, I do buy the NHL uh, game race. pass. Uh, well, Game Pass, Center Ice oh, okay. is for cable. Oh, Basically, okay. I pay, it's like 150 bucks a year. I get every hockey game, unless it's on like NBC, you know, yeah. like Prime Network, and the local blackouts do apply. Every game, every team, all year long. Dude, 150 bucks, like, and the, and the NFL uh, game day thing is like 400 Exactly. And the baseball is even better. Baseball is only like $100 for the exact same thing. So, no kidding. Yeah, that's pretty much my entertainment. And here's a cool thing about those things. Baseball, uh, the the service that does the baseball, uh, MLB owns it, but it's, it's an offshoot company that's all by themselves. Mm. But MLB does own them, but it's an offshoot company. Uh, they're doing it for the NHL. They started uh, right as the season was ending last year, taking over for the NHL. That's cool. So it's, so it's gotten a lot better. Um, but a cool thing is, is when I pull it up, I can choose, and this is both same with baseball. I can choose, do I want the home feed or the away feed for television? Or do I want the home or away audio so I can have audio or video? Ah, no kidding. And, yeah, and where the hockey's even cooler is, Almost every stadium has alternate cameras that sit above the goalie that just show the goalie. And they have, that's that's a, cool. So I can actually watch uh, like above the goalie too if I'd ever that's want really to. Cool. So yeah, so that I'm pretty happy. But now I can actually watch. They have picture in picture four games side by side. So the last couple of nights I've actually been watching two hockey games side by side on my TV. You just <laughs> flip back and forth, you know, to what audio you want to hear. So yeah, I'm living the high life right now. That's so I, I could really never do that before. It, it, it was just too slow. I could barely get what going good and it would buffer just a little bit, but it was good enough for me to watch it since I liked hockey. But uh, now it's golden. I'm just uh, streaming away, streaming away. And, I kind of forgot. I downloaded a file. Um, yeah, it was off YouTube. I saw a couple old, somebody uploaded old uh, Jeff Foxworthy albums. Oh, yep. Yeah. I saw them, so I went to download it, and it finished quick, and I'm like, huh, something happened to the download. Let me restart it. And I was like, Co <laughs> copy one. I'm like, oh, that's right. I got faster internet now. It did finish like in four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You're like, oh, something must be broken. <laughs> it couldn't have downloaded that fast. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Okay. Enough of us babbling about this stuff. Uh, like I said, this is episode number 38. We're going to do something different the next two episodes. Just a little, little, little different. You're still going to hear the stuff, but it's really going to be one perspective. This one, we are going to talk about book 14, and that is by Peter Kleins. But Jonathan hasn't read it. So we're going to do the non-spoiler, then we're going to do the spoiler. But in the spoiler section, I'm going to kind of sell it to him why, even though I'm telling him about the book now, he should listen to it. Mm, yeah. uh, this is because this is a book I did read about four years ago and actually went back to it again. And it's been long enough, in, in my mind anyway, where most of it is new to me again. You remember some big things you know but not not a lot of the little detail yeah so listen to it again and i thoroughly enjoyed it so and when we get to 
uh, show 39, Jonathan is going to do the same thing to me about the rest of the Wheel of Time series. Now, he's, he's not finished with it, but he's gone through like book two through like 10 or 11. And since each yeah. one's like 15 plus hours, you're more looking at 20 hours each. That is saying something. And remember, a 20-hour audiobook to Jonathan is 25 minutes. So he has to <laughs> sit down for 25. No, no. <laughs> so, but it, it is a chunk of time for each one of these books. So that's why he's he's not quite done. But uh, yeah, he's sucked into them. So oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's gonna that's gonna be the next episode there. And do not forget, people. Please, please, please do not forget. Go to podnest.com slash Amazon. And, and and let us know if you like these episodes or not. We're not we're not switching over to this format, but we thought it would be interesting to try it out. And let us know if you think it's cool. If you don't, tell us to never do it again. We won't. Just uh, let us know if you if you thought it was cool that this approach that we're going to take. Yeah. So just something a little different, kind of change things up a little bit. But go to podnet.com/slash/amazon to support door. I always tell you to bother door. There is no better way to bother door. Than in person. And he can't go in person unless you help him out a little bit by going to Potnestan's Amazon and do your Amazon shopping. If you're going to buy something off Amazon, do that. He gets a little cutback, doesn't cost you any more. He gets to go to all these shows so you can see him and bother him in person. Just think how much better just to bother Door in 3D instead of over the internet. That's exactly like, It's great. Yeah, Door is so, actually going to be my neck of the woods February 23rd. There's an event up here he's coming to. So me, him, and Cody Cooper are going to be in Boston for a few days. Ooh, sounds good. I can't confirm it, but uh, I think me and Door are going to meet up in an event coming up here soon. It's not 100% confirmed, so I'm not going to say it yet. But uh, maybe by the next episode's next episode 39 or 40 or something like that uh we'll confirm it and we will let you know because we do want to meet up with you there so enough of all this babble 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 let's get on with the show okay like i said this is book 14 by peter kleins uh, the high section down non-spoiler this is almost uh boy if, if i had to choose it was a fan it's a fantasy book it, it almost could be a sci-fi close, but not. Um, I'm really, it, I was back and forth on it, but the more I think, the more I think it is just a fantasy. But if somebody said, man, Tracy, you're full of garbage, it's a sci-fi, I'm not going to argue. Um, it, it, it's, it's hard to describe. If, if I had to describe it, I would almost call it 70% um, fantasy 10 percent sci-fi and 10 percent horror if if, if okay. i had to um not a yeah not a horror you know like uh friday you know, 13th yeah and somebody sawing your head off or anything like that no 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 but uh if, if i had to break it down that's probably um how i would break it down but this book starts off with let me make sure yeah there it is he's uh it's a guy by the name of Nate, and he's everybody knows this character. You know, he's early thirties, and he really doesn't care. You know, he's just kind of skimming through life. Nothing's really grabbed him. He's got a temp job. He's just kind of, eh, you know, skimming through life, and doesn't nothing's really grabbing him in any one direction until he moves into an apartment building. 
that's where it starts. He uh, starts going into this apartment, and it's in and it's uh, I forgot if he's in L.A. or San Francisco. I want to say L.A. L.A. Yeah, because Hollywood. Yeah, because uh, Hollywood has to do with this. And rent's pretty expensive, and he finds this older building. It's well kept up, and rent is dirt cheap, and all utilities paid. So he moves in, and he some people are like leaving, saying, "Oh, this place is bad vibes. Get out!" And but he doesn't have a place to stay, so he's staying there. And some stuff starts to happen. I don't want to get too much more into it than that. Um, that's kind of the high down look of it. But like a lot of fantasy stuff, he's got to maneuver through some stuff uh, so he can save the world. <laughs> ah, nice. Okay. So uh, that's basically what it is. So that's kind of the high look down. It doesn't, if, if, if you're trying to say by this, like, well, that's not very intriguing, you know, but it, it's, it's, it's a good book. My my score on this one is a solid eight and a half. Oh, you know, okay. almost a nine. It it is right there at the top of the top for me. Uh, it it it's. I very seldom listen to stuff. If I listen to something twice, you know, I enjoyed it. So it it's. I think it's worth your time. Now, if you listen to it and think it stinks, hey, I'm gonna be liable for that. But I blame thoroughly, door. Exactly. Yeah, blame door. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. So eight and a half out of ten. So and again, the highest I've ever given anything is a nine. So you know that's right, right up there for me. So that's it. So any questions before I go on there? No, that's as I'm intrigued. All right, let's get into the spoiler section. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. But first, I need a drink. Ah, uh, that time might be cut out a little bit because door probably cut this time out. So. Only Jonathan had to sit through the five seconds of silence. <laughs> okay. Spoiler side here. Nate moves into this apartment, and his old roommate is getting married. And so his there was three guys living together. So the other roommate found a place with someplace else. And his other roommate is helping to move into this place. And he notices that every room is shaped differently. Um, and do you know how apartments, they do them very uniform because of plumbing yeah. and everything to save money? Everyone is different. Everyone is different. You know, one apartment's even two stories high. Huh, okay. Exactly. And there's a door where the second floor would be on the second floor. So on the second floor, it looks like there's an apartment there that's always sealed, but it's not. It just goes up to the high of the wall in that one apartment. And somebody was moving out, not of his room, of this other room, and saying, "You know, man, I just get v v bad vibes here. I can't. I haven't slept here, you know, in three months. You know, I, I just mm. can't sleep here. So, kind of bad vibes and everything like that. And then uh, he finds out he goes into his apartment. He's never slept better. Like deep, deep, deep sleep with vivid dreams." Well, across the hall, another guy moves in, and you find out later he's a CIA agent, just got out, and he's kind of still being watched by the government a little bit, but he's telling everybody he's a retired uh, publisher from okay. uh, New England that sold it and wants to get away. 
And so anytime they need to do something, obviously through the book where anything needs to be done, like picking locks or defending or shooting, it's like, oh, I published a book on that. <laughs> I published a book on that. <laughs> so it's kind of a running joke through the book, you know, oh, you published a book on that, huh? That's funny. That's <laughs> so, funny. <laughs> yeah. So, and he moves in and, and they got to know each other because on the roof, they put this really nice patio with a little fire pit on it. And so they met up there on Fridays and drank beer. Okay. So, and there's this, uh, this, this is probably typical, the, the person in charge of this building or the caretaker or whatever you want to say that takes care of anything is this old German guy and very, very strict on, you don't do anything you're not supposed to, don't be snooping around and don't, you know, if that door's locked, stay out, Mm, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, and there, it's just weird. There's some like doors that have like five or six padlocks on it like what <laughs> you know and another room is everybody that's moved in there uh has killed themselves oh wow okay you know and so in the last like eight ten years you know they've just uh locked it no one no one's really lived in there since and they go down to the basement and there are these like a f- little like a false wall behind their washer and dryer and remember all utilities are paid and he happens to notice man there's no utility lines going into this building you know mm. we have unlimited mm. power and there's absolutely no power coming into this building so s- weird stuff is happening so uh, this could go on for a long time i'm going to kind of cut it fairly short basically they kind of send that caretaker German guy off on some errands, you know, for them. Cause he's a nice guy though. He'll go shopping for some older people or take people if they need driven somewhere. Well, they look behind the washer in that fake room and they could get this door open and they go down and they found out there's this big room, like two stories below the building. Mm. And it's like an office building, and it's just like everybody just left. There's no death, no nothing down there, but you could tell everybody just left at once. Okay. Well, there's this other door where um, it kind of spiraled downwards, and they didn't know, so they kind of roll this down, and they don't hear this ball stop. You know, so they're like, oh, that goes down a ways. They don't have enough time to search because the German guy's coming back, so they kind of close up. Well, they find out that German guy is going to be gone for three days because he's going to visit somebody or do something, whatever. So this is our chance. So three of them walk to the bottom, and it takes them a day and a half to walk down. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they get there, and they find out they're actually on a, kind of a, a fracture of the core where there's like a stream of uh, magma. Coming oh, by, okay. You know. Okay. So they're harnessing that power in these huge generators. And these generators, each one's big enough probably, you know, for like huge city blocks. And they got like a whole bunch of them. So they got more power than they ever know to do with. And the power line goes all the way up. And that's where they're getting their power from. Okay. But they're like, why do they need this? So, okay. They get all that done. They come back up, you know, and didn't think of it. And then... By accident, uh, he kind of peels some, he's putting something on the wall and he peels it a little bit and he noticed some writing on the, on the wall. He's like, huh? So he peeled all this paint off his wall and it's these formulas. So goes to one of the neighbors 
and it's kind of the same thing on theirs. And each room has some printing on the walls. Mm. Well, to make long story shorter, they find out, and Nicholas Tesla, Nikolai Tesla, even has a part in this book. Oh, Way nice. back when, they create. He helped create this power because what this power is doing, it's on a riff in time and space, where if the population gets over a certain point, which it would have been around, you know, 1905, 1910, mm. something happens to the earth where it kind of changes and these creatures come in and start eating everybody. They, they say they kind of look like flying whales, only a little more grotesque looking. Okay. So what it's doing is this power thing is keeping this rift shut between the two. Ah, okay, okay. Well, there's a religious cult that comes in and says, dun-dun-dun, they're our savior, you know. And to find out the guy that made this way back when, the same cult killed him way back when. Okay. And this machine's just been running for 100 years on its own, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they kind of destroyed this thing, and the rift starts. So they actually take the building through the time and space to try to cure this in everything and to make a long story short again i guess i haven't been too short is they save the world Woo you know? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot more detail to it so it, like i said if i had to say fan, fantasy but there's a little sci-fi and just a little tiny horror in there um, not much uh, but yeah that is the story and okay it, it kind of grabs you and goes i really think you'd enjoy this jonathan i i I think you'd give this a seven and a half, eight, easy, easy. Yeah, no, I mean, just from the sound of it, it sounds, it does sound interesting. And I, not that I obviously know all of it, but for, just from what you're saying, I could see the 70, you know, the 80, 10, 10 split or whatever. Like, it just kind of seems like I could see it going that way. Yeah, it's, it. one thing I did like about this book is a lot of the books is, since we're in the spoiler section, is everybody comes out alive. No, people die in this book. You know, mm. so it, it's not like this, you know, it starts off, everybody has a horrible, everybody's dying except the main five characters. No. Right, right. People die in this book, so, which makes it a little more realistic and a little more down the line, so. And could there be a book, too? Oh, boy. I suppose there could, but I think this is one where Peter Klein, no, I'm leaving well enough alone. One yeah. on its own is good. Yeah, he he could come and make more. I could see where he could go for that, but I, I think it's one of those one and done is is pretty dang good. Yeah, no, it's not, I, I'm I'm definitely gonna read it. We just uh, we figured we would take this approach just to see how it worked out. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna read it for sure. Yeah, I, I do think you'd enjoy this one. So yeah, so that is book fourteen by Peter Klein. Any last questions? Um, no, I think that's it. I think uh, I definitely got a good idea of the book now. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Good. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this book and taking time out of your busy schedule, downloading it, listening to it and everything like that. And don't forget to go to podmas.com slash Amazon. Thank you, everybody. Have a good day. Good week. See ya.